This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Uh, Pastor Sean and uh, Pastor CG here, and we are teaching this together. We're concluding our series, The Baptism in the Holy Spirit. And we're really excited about what we're going to share today. So let's dive into the Word. If you want to turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to read verses 1 to 3. All right, let's do this. 1 Corinthians 12. Verse one, you guys join in, join in with me, whether it's on your Bibles, your phones, however it is. Um, first Corinthians 12, um, verse one. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So there we go. So we're going to talk about today, just in talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're going to talk about the importance and benefits of the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And one of those evidences is tongues. Mm -hmm. Another evidence is prophecy. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk, we're going to talk about both today. Okay. And so, um, praise the Lord. So once again, today, we're going to dive into this, talking about the importance and the benefits of speaking in tongues. All right, so based on the scripture that um, Pastor C.G. just read, really when we look at 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14, we're looking at the context is that things were out of order, okay? So that's why he even starts chapter 12, verse one, with, hey, I don't want you guys to be ignorant, okay? So everything Paul addresses in much of Corinthians, but as, as it's specifically talking about spiritual things, spiritual gifts, Paul is an addressing, so within the scope of these particular gatherings they were having, there needed to be correction. Yeah. Okay, so um, that's, what, that's what the context is, okay? So um, the Corinthian church was operating in spiritual gifts at like a high degree, a, a very high frequency, <laughs> but yet still ignorant of them, obviously. Okay, and so here, I just want to give you the definition of these two words in these verses, okay? So when it says here in verse one, now concerning spiritual gifts, brother, and I do not want you to be ignorant, spiritual gifts, it, it really, in the original Greek, it's actually pneuma, pneumatikos, pneuma meaning breath, spirit. So mm -hmm. that's why we call the study of the Holy Spirit pneumatology, it's the study of the spirit. So pneumatikos is not necessarily spiritual gifts, it's um, relating to the spirit realm or spiritual things mm. or, or spiritual activity. So, of course, gifts are in there, but he's speaking on a broader level here. He's like, look, guys, concerning spiritual things, the spirit realm, spiritual activity, i.e. including spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. And this word ignorant means that um, just lacking information. Okay, like I don't want you to be ignorant. So check it out, guys. I'm about to tell you how. We are to operate and, and be in and operate in the spirit realm. Here's the encouragement to all of us that God desires for us to be spiritual, mm -hmm. uh, that he is building a spiritual house. He desires for us to operate in the spirit realm. Like being a Christian is not about existential activity, like outward, whatever, like going to church and I do this and this is my discipline. 
Yes, it those things. Those yeah, it includes. Things. It's not void of that, no. but we are to live spiritual lives and be spiritual people and know, not be ignorant of the spirit realm. All right. Yeah, and that's why the scripture says too. I don't know if we're gonna have this verse in here later, but um, the Bible talks about us being led by the spirit of God. Those who are led by the spirit of God. Those are the sons of God, and that's a reflection of who God is. So we're spirit-led because we're children of God. And I think that's such a powerful connection as we talk about spiritual gifts and the spirit realm. Um, we want to clearly define that we're talking about the spirit realm, the Holy Spirit yes, realm. Yes, yes. Because there is the spirit realm, but we're talking about <laughs> being led by the spirit in the things of God, in the understanding of yeah. God, the heart of God, mm -hmm. the nature of God, yeah. things that are found and, and us like being a reflection of that means that we're led by his spirit. Yep. Cause Amen. we're sensitive to the things of the spirit. Yeah. yeah. You could just, like, we can go on and on about this, oh, like, yes. but like even he told the woman <laughs> at the well, those that worship him must worship him in spirit. spirit. It's not and in truth. And in yeah. truth. So it is a worship is a spiritual activity. It is. Um, it is. And Christians are to be led by, by the spirit. spirit. So we are spiritual people. You are first and foremost spiritual. Yeah. The Bible says that we are made up of a three-part being. We are spirit, soul, and body. And here Paul is like, hey, let me help y'all how to <laughs> operate in the spirit and do things in order. So he goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 12 a little more, just he talks about unity in the body. Yeah. And, and that, man, there's gotta be unity in here and we're of the same body and this and that. And he goes into talking about the church and that we should be in unity. Um, and yeah. and we, Working yeah. well together, yeah. gifts working yeah. well together yeah. for the, the betterment of the church as a whole. Right. So it's not just about you developing your own personal yes. gifts. Yes, yes, that's important. But it's, but it's really the reason the your, your gifts work and are to be of use. It's for the benefit of the saints. It's for the benefit of the church, the body of Christ. And I think that leads us to our first... Next, next verse here. Our yeah, let's read verse. that and then we'll, we'll okay. share the point. We'll read, we'll read the verse and we'll give you the first point. My husband and his points. We're, we're different like that. <laughs> Let me read the verse. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. So we're each individual members of a greater body. And God has appointed these in the church. First, apostles. Second, prophets. Third, teachers. After that, miracles then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, and varieties of tongues. Yeah, so there you go. Like, so here All it is. these gifts All operating these gifts. in the church for the betterment of the church and yes. the body of Christ. So, ahead, so he's talking about being spiritual, but first he's like, hey guys, let's talk about this. These are in the church. Yeah. So the church still exists. Yeah, we're still here. Okay, so that <laughs> tells us here. that spiritual gifts still exist. Yeah. Okay. And so that's our first point. Gifts exist because the church, the church exists. exists. All right. And so appointed these. He established these in the church. He set these in the church. He put these in the church. We are part of the church. Yeah. The church is not obsolete. His bride is still here. And so because she is here, those gifts are here. Because the Holy Spirit is here, 
those gifts are here. Yep. Okay, so varieties means, and speaking of specifically here, we're going to talk about this gift more than these others, but varieties of tongues or diverse types of tongues or different kinds of tongues. Yeah. There's different, this is what, like, look at this. This is what our Bible says. First yeah. Corinthians 12, 28. God has placed, appointed God himself in the church, mm. different kinds of tongues. It's a spiritual thing. This is not mm. a pragmatic thing. This is not an, a, a religious institution thing. This is a God thing by the Holy Spirit. He has placed in the body varieties of tongues. Okay. So um, we'll have this on the screen too. Yeah. And, and we're going to just kind of just to teach this moment here. My wife will read kind of in the scripture. And we talked about this earlier this month, yeah. the, the different functions of tongues. Okay. Different functions of tongues, guys. Um, <laughs> it's so one of my points. Okay? One of his, he loves this stuff. So yeah. I am fine with reading what he has put out <laughs> here for us to teach on today. So different functions of tongues. One, it's the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Two, a message in tongues. It's to be interpreted. So someone gives, shares something um, in tongues and someone interprets what's said. Three, in prayer. It's not necessary for interpretation when you're praying in tongues um, to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So there are different functions of tongues. Those are right. three different functions yeah. of tongues um, that we're going to kind of just look at, delve into, delve just into. A little bit. And so as we go through First Corinthians, um, uh, we're going to look at these and just um, this is where the, the the this is where you find different perspectives on this depending yeah. on the denomination or church culture yeah. you're in. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it, but we're just going to read the scripture and <laughs> let the scripture do the talking. Exactly. Okay. So let's do this so next verse. First Corinthians 14, 39, first Corinthians 14, 39. Therefore, brethren desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. I love these verses. Because, Isn't it you know, good? Isn't it you good? hear these verses sometimes completely out of context. <laughs> Let all things be done decently and in order. And granted, like like my husband provided a little context before, Paul was 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 trying to bring some order to the Corinthian church. So yeah. all of this is contextual within um, the scripture in terms of even prophesying, speaking in tongues, um, it being done within the community, but being done um, properly. Yes. And in a healthy way. <laughs> and he's saying, look, guys, don't forbid it. Yeah. So don't we, stop as, it. we as pastors, we take this literal. Don't forbid prophecy or speaking in tongues. Um, just because maybe an environment or a way a church has expressed that or people and it was out of order. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, yeah. or it was just off a little weird. Okay, weird meaning not pleasing to God or accurate. It's possible that you can operate in spiritual gifts, and there need to be correction. Obviously, obviously these whole all these chapters are focused <laughs> on bringing order. And we're human, so God's using us for His glory. But there will be imperfections in there, and that's why you have the body. The body yes. comes together right. to help teach and grow and develop each other. Yeah, and he's bringing um, just perspective here. And so just to um, 
highlight what he had said in and around this concerning prophecy in tongues. Even prophecy must be done in order. Yeah. And what he said was, let one or two do it, the max number at a certain time, and then let the others observe here and, and, and judge. The, the scripture mm -hmm. says the word judge, not to judge the person, but to weigh it out like that. Anybody even prophesying in an environment yeah. is held accountable to their prophecy that they can receive feedback. And then he's saying in tongues, there is a proper order yeah. for it to be done. But let's once again, let's not forbid speaking in tongues. And this is also why we like to hear your testimony about when you receive a word of encouragement. Let us know. Did that speak to you? Did that minister to you? And if it does, that's a celebration for the body like this is God working in us for the betterment of the body. Okay, so let's jump into another scripture. Um, we're gonna read 1 Corinthians 14, verse one. 1 Corinthians 14, verse one, it says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. And that leads us to our next point, that tongues is a prayer language. This is a language between you and the Lord that only the Lord understands. And that's what makes it even special. Think about when you were a kid and you used to make up all these little secret handshakes and secret stuff for you and your friend group. This is God saying, here, I've given you something. Here, this, is, this will enable you to speak things to me that no one else understands. But I will hear your heart and you will pray my will as a result of this. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that God just gives us these things and we just get to, to just do it. Like, he's just like, here you go. <laughs> Let me show you how to pray my will. Let me show you how to speak to me um, privately. Mm -hmm. um, speak to me so that if there's things that are in your heart that you don't know how to express in words, and we've always, we've all come to that point where there are things in our heart we just don't know, we don't have the words to mm -hmm. say. And sometimes when you're praying in the spirit, it's speaking from your heart, but also at the same time, it's speaking the will of God and his way, his heart um, into a situation or even to bring you peace in your heart as well. And I think it's such a beautiful thing. It is. And and that's what it's saying here, right? Like you, these two, these two verses right in the middle of this mm -hmm. kind of bringing order to the church, he, he affirms this spiritual activity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's as a result of the baptism of the Holy spirit. Okay. And praying in tongues is just that prayer. Okay. So there is a such thing as we, we said earlier, praying or sorry, speaking in tongues as a message yeah. in a public setting, and there's a message given in tongues. And then that must be interpreted. Why? It's a message. But here, it's a different type, obviously. Because yeah. he says here, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. So what was, potentially, we can kind of see here that this church, we could assume to some degree that they're speaking to each other in tongues in some way. And he's like, wait, hold on, guys. If that's a message, you must interpret it. But when you're praying, it's no one understands. Okay? It says here, no one understands him. However, in the spirit, speaks mysteries. Okay? And so um, mystery in the Greek, uh, mysterion in the Greek, and it, it means it's not something unknowable. Okay? Rather, it is what can only be known through revelation. 
because God reveals it. Mm -hmm. So there's something about somebody being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, okay? The, the, the counsels of God, okay? And I'm gonna read the actual definition. It speaks of the counsels of God. So think about that. You're praying in tongues. It's the counsels of God. Once hidden, but now revealed in the gospel, it is, mysteries are the Christian revelation with all its truths and details. I love that. Okay, so I there love we go. That so much. Can you imagine if all of us were gathered, we're all we're all praying and we're speaking in tongues, but we're praying. All of us are just gathered, but praying to the Lord, and we're praying mysteries, and God is revealing His heart to each of us mm -hmm. as we gather in prayer together. I think that's just such a <laughs> a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing, um, just to be with others but pursuing the heart of God. I think it's, that's the importance of gathering. That's the importance of coming together to pray, not just for each other, but to just pray. I'm going to come, I'm going to pray, but I'm going to do that with my brothers and sisters here with me. And as a result, because God is omnipresent and just able to speak to all of us at the same time, he can just download things to us while we're there praying. I think it's a beautiful thing. Anyway, go ahead, hon. I was just no, picturing that. Um, uh, but anyway, um, next scripture, next scripture, before I go off on a bunny trail here, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3. So we're just continuing in 1 Corinthians 14. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. Point number three. Mm -hmm. Praying in tongues is for personal edification as well. Yeah. So here it goes on to talk about this. Now, it separates the two. So yeah. this is why we, I mean, we we love to yield to the Holy Spirit just in our gatherings. Yeah. And like, man, if God is saying something to us for somebody, we call somebody out. I mean, why? Because um, that's what so the Holy Spirit marriage, wants to do. It, yeah. it, it edifies. So New Testament prophecy is has a threefold purpose. It is for edification, exhortation, and comfort, comfort to men. So this is what God's word does when it is spoken through somebody else. Mm -hmm. Prophetic utterance by the Holy Spirit mm. builds up people. Yeah. And then tongues is something different. It does the same thing as it, it edifies, but it edifies me. me. It's personal. <laughs> it's personal edification. Yeah. Okay. I love and that. so Paul's like, man, I, I at least shared the scripture last week out of 1 Corinthians 14. I don't think we're going to share it today specifically, but Paul's like, man, I wish, he's like, I speak in tongues more than all of you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he, once again, he's affirming this, but he's like, man, if you're gathering with God's people, he says, I prefer you prophesy or, because I want to, I, I prefer to speak a known language um, in the context of their disorder. He's like, so that people are edified. So the when you gather guys, edify others. He wasn't shutting it down. He didn't say, don't do it. He just said, this is the context. Tongues is a prayer language that edifies the individual. Yeah. Prophecy is a word spoken as a message to edify others. Tongues edifies me. Prophecy edifies somebody else. Okay, so here's the word edification, edifies in, in the Greek. It's the word um, oiko domeo, domeo. Oikos. Oikos is the first word. It's a compound word. Oikos house. <laughs> And then domeo is build. So the word edify means to build the house. 
We are God's house. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So how do I build this house on a spiritual level, spiritually, internally, the interior of this house? How do I build it? How do I make it stronger? How do I charge it up? Praying in tongues. Okay. It also, this is what it means to build a house, home, edifice, to edify, build someone up, helping them to stand, be strong and sturdy. Okay. So, um, praying in tongues is for personal edification. And then here's the next point. And my wife already said this, but for the purpose of getting it on the screen here, prophecy is for the edification of others. Um, you know, and just like any human being on the earth and a Christian at that, right? I myself, when I'm discouraged or I'm frustrated or I'm down yeah, or, you know, um, one thing I've done throughout the years, yeah. and I mean decades, yeah. I pray in the whole, in yeah. tongues. I pray in the spirit. Yeah. Why? Scripture, my faith in this word, I put my faith in this word right here. And it says it edifies my yeah. spirit. It yeah. builds my spirit my soul might be weak at times my emotions might be and feel like disoriented my mind might be wondering but my spirit can be built up when i pray in tongues yeah i think it's i mean we've all had those moments we've all had times in our lives or moments days where we're like what is going on why do i feel like this what I, i don't really know i'm so there's uncertainty but when you pray in tongues and that's personal. This is edifying your spirit. There's there's a peace that comes to your spirit despite the situation, despite what's going on, in spite of, of life. Um, it stirs something in your spirit. And when your spirit man is strong, it feeds every other part of you. And that's where the edification comes from because it's in the spirit. So it's something divine. It's something that only God can give you. Mm -hmm. And we look to other things. We look to external things. But a lot of times what we need, it's only something of the spirit that the Lord can do. And that's the the importance of this for the believer. It's it's so important. So, 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 so important. But anyway, um, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 5, like I said, we're just kind of Going through. Going through. So 1 Corinthians 14, verse 5, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets, that the church may receive edification. And yes. it's, it's a beautiful thing because prophecy is for the church. So I think when he's saying it's greater, it just means that there are more people who are blessed as a result of yes. prophecy mm-hmm. and um, interpretation. It's not just for yourself. It then becomes yeah. something for everybody else as well. Yeah. So once again, he's bringing order and he's saying, look, if y'all are going to gather and there was obviously things out of order. Okay. And they, it sounds like, it looks like they were weighing heavy on the tongue side yes. in their gatherings. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine them going to church and they're just, everybody just and saying, like, what, what is, is going on? So yes, right. there should be order brought to it. Yeah. We're, and he's just emphasizing, Hey guys, I, I prefer in your gatherings. Now he's talking to a church, a literal church in a literal condition. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, man, and, and what he means by greater is just greater meaning in a gathering. Yeah. It is more yeah, beneficial to the hearers. All right. So um, we're moving on through the scripture here. We're in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 13. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. 
For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Yeah, so there again, pray that he may interpret. What does this tell you? You don't have to interpret. Pray that you may, uh, but you don't have to. And we see too in Acts, and we shared some of these verses mm -hmm. um, over the last couple of weeks, is there were times where people were baptized in the Holy Spirit, they spoke in tongues and prophesied, and, and they were in a public setting, and there was no interpreter. Yeah. So if things are out of order and you got people speaking in tongues to each other and there's like, um, and there's like, um, I kissed him on the cheek and you know, there's like a little oh, there? lip gloss oh, there on there. Go That's ahead. What I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> go on, hon. Talk about praying in the Fourteen years. Go on, go hey, on, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Look at she just get, I'm trying to preach the word and she's getting all distracted. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Lord. So I'm talking about. All right. So I'm talking about. Man. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Let's get it. I interrupted your train of thought. You were talking about those who who were filled with the spirit and prophesied, or filled with the spirit, and they, there was no um, interpretation. Yeah, this was an acts. Acts and spoken tongues. So here it says, "Hey, pray that you may interpret." Okay, <laughs> but if there is a message, yeah. and that like we're going back to this, but just to reiterate, there's yeah. a message in some type of gathering in tongues. It's like, kind of like those times where things are quiet and somebody, an individual, just begins to speak in a tongue. Yeah, that calls for interpretation because that In a that looks setting, and yeah. feels like okay, that's a message. Message from God. that's not we're not all praying. Yeah, we're, you know, in a prayer meeting, a prayer gathering, and there are people praying in tongues like that. That's prayer. We're praying together. There's no. It's not a message. Yeah, and so, but it's verse fourteen. For if I pray in a tongue, see, it's prayer. He's not even using the word speak here. Yeah, he's using the word prayer. So this is tongues for prayer. And so what is what is the context here? My spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So this is a spiritual yeah. thing. Okay. Like my like literally, the, the, you can't you can't skirt around this. No. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. My spirit prays in tongues. I, it is a spiritual thing. It's not coming from here. It's not coming from in on. So it says, my understanding is unfruitful. What is understanding in this verse? What does it mean? It means intellect, reasoning faculty, okay? It speaks of the God-given capacity of each person to think or reason. This type of prayer is not coming from here, okay? It's a mental capacity to exercise reflective thinking. It's not coming from here. It's coming yeah. from here, okay? Not from here, from here. Okay, my spirit Praise. prays. So okay. Good. So unfruitful <laughs> just means my intellect yeah. is profitless in this prayer. In this context. Okay, it's not. Yeah. It's 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 from my spirit. So it, it it's not producing any result. It's not a product of my intellect. Hmm. It is a truly a spiritual act. Okay, we're not discarding our intellect. We aren't discarding our understanding. But in this, it is in the truest sense. Spiritual. Spirit praise. Yeah. First Corinthians 14, 15. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving thanks since he does not understand what you say? <laughs> For indeed, give thanks well but the other is not edified. So there it is. What's this, the conclusion then? Yeah, 
Do you want to speak anything to this? No, just yeah. it's just important to um, recognize the moment and really not just remember it's not just about us and getting ours. The whole point of the body of Christ is to be a benefit to others. Mm-hmm. So it's under it's being aware of what's happening, what God is doing in the spirit. So there is praying in the spirit, but there's also I'm being aware of God's heart in that moment. And that's also being led by the spirit. And I think it's so important that it is a combination of both. Mm -hmm. Know who's there, like who is in this community that would be benefit, that would benefit from um, understanding in this moment, who in this community right now would um, Is is uninformed that needs some clarity, some understanding. So even in this, this is beautiful because even in this, you can still pray in the spirit and ask the Lord for interpretation for those who yeah. don't understand. So yeah, it's yeah. like you're you're able to have both right. <laughs> in yeah. any setting. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing about the body and the church, just that when we're sensitive to the people around us, mm-hmm. sensitive to the spirit of God, people leave edified and encouraged in the environment because they're like, I, even if they can't define it, mm-hmm. they'll say there was something, I, I felt something, there's something good happening here or, or I feel good after mm-hmm. leaving church. I don't really, don't really know mm-hmm. exactly what it is, but that is the Holy Spirit edifying people. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that you can have a combination of both mm-hmm. in a service and in a gathering. Yes. And I mean, he says here, like, this is beautiful. What is the conclusion? So here he goes. He's like, hey, <laughs> like let me break it down. Let somebody, <laughs> look, what does he say? What does he say? Yeah. I will pray with the spirit. What's he saying? I'm going to pray in tongues. Yeah. I will. I, I will. And once again, just to reiterate some of the things we've said the last couple weeks, this isn't the Holy Spirit coming over you, taking complete control of you and almost like possessing you and taking control of your mm-hmm. tongue. Mm-mm. This is, I will. It's an act of your will. I will. You're now, choosing to do this. We may feel led to do it. Or yeah. you, the Spirit of God moving on you to do it, in a sense. But, but it's not like, choose to open yeah, but, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and he says, when I pray in the Spirit, what does he say? My, when I speak in tongues, my, my Spirit prays. Just like, if I'm going to pray in English, Father, in the name of Jesus. What did that, my, my intellect, my understanding, yeah, pray, yeah. I will. I chose. You pray from what you know, yes. what you understand. Yeah. And then when you pray from the spirit, you're like, there are things I don't know. Yes. But I'm going to pray regardless. Mysteries. Ooh, it's such a And it's, it's a faith thing, which is a trust thing. Yes, so, it is. And, and it I is. will, I will, say this with me, everybody out there, say, I will. I will. Right? Pray with the spirit. Pray with the spirit. Say this again. So say, I will. I will. Pray. Pray. With my understanding. With my understanding. And then he talks about worship now, too. Like, yes. We can sing in the spirit and yes. tongues. It's mysteries, it but it's worship. Is. Yes. Right? You guys, I mean, if you've been in any of our gatherings, you know that we like to have, we try to have, we like to have a combination of both. Sometimes when we're in worship, it's just your spirit just comes alive. Yeah. And there's some, th- some things you can't put into words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all you can do is pray from your spirit in worship to the Lord. I think it's mm-hmm. such a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. to have in, in church and in the body of Christ. Go ahead. Babes. Go Amen. ahead. My spirit is yes. stirred up yes. now as we talk about this. Just and we're, and we as a community and we as pastors, we desire to continue to preach and teach um, in line with kind of what God has dropped yeah. in our heart over the last few years, which yeah. is 
to be a part, promote and help people yeah. grow spiritually. Yeah. Like yeah. that is the goal. So yeah. even this whole message is about your spiritual growth and development. Yeah. And one of those ways it's going to happen, folks, the scripture says, when you pray in tongues, mm. your spirit edified, built, mm. matured, grow. All right. So here we go. We're going to end with this thought. My, my, my wife can read these, but we just want to just give you three simple things about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, like just a takeaway um, yeah. that you can take with you just um, to for you to just seek the Lord concerning this. Yeah. So receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit, one, seek God to fill you with his spirit. It doesn't, it's not, it's not anything we do. We can pray for you and pray right. that the of Lord course. fills you up. But you ultimately, you're seeking God. You're not seeking us to do right. anything or for any you, other person. Or any other person. <laughs> you're you're seeking God to yeah. fill you with His Spirit. Yeah. Two, ask someone to pray for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is where the body and community mm -hmm. comes into play. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay, just like you would ask someone to pray for health or provision or anything like that. You pray, and you're mm -hmm. like, "Can you pray with me that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit?" And three. Pray in tongues every day. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. We need him okay. every day. We need our spirit, spirit edified every day. This world is crazy, <laughs> but we don't have to be crazy. We can be at peace edified. in the midst of the crazy. Yes. So pray in tongues every day yes. and watch how it changes your perspective of your day, your life, the people you interact with, because you have the heart of God going into your day. You're like, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. Your spirit is stirred up and ready and sensitive to what God wants to do in you and through you. So let me pray for you. Father, yeah. right now in Jesus' name, yes, I pray that everybody here, not only initially filled, maybe some, this is going to be the first time they're filled with the Holy yes, Spirit, Lord. or just filled again, yeah. that Lord, you desire that we would be being filled yes. continually. continually. So Lord, yes, Lord. fill us yes, with God. the Holy Spirit. Yes, fill Lord. your people with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Baptize them, yes, submerge God. them yes, Lord. completely, top of their head to the soles of their feet. Just like water baptism, we are completely submerged. Yes, Lord, Lord, so completely submerge us in your spirit. Yes, Lord, that we would be edified and we would step into spiritual things yes, by the Holy Spirit. Yes, God. In, Jesus in, name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.